0: Minnesota Vikings fans welcome back to the Purple People Leaders podcast he's Aaron I'm Chris and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned Vikings football now we've had a week to uh just chill you know we didn't have to we weren't stressed out on Sunday Monday or Thursday um I guess you could say if you, you know if you're a gopher football fan you're a little stressed out for a second there but then you know your mind is at ease now, but we obviously got to talk a little Vikings football. Coming off a of bye, we'll just kind of talk about, you know, kind of like thoughts on the season thus far, things that we need to kind of do moving forward, kind of look at what's ahead of us with five games remaining in the season. Green Bay uh, has made some hay. They are now 6-6. Six and six. Not a huge shocker there, although, uh, you know, beating the Chiefs is always a good thing, but, um, so yeah, we'll kind of talk it through. I do have some, uh, media rants, um, pertaining to a couple things. One of them being, uh, Coach KOC, uh, and what some of the folks were saying last time we, uh, lost an ugly game. Um, and then, of course, preview and predict, uh, you know, the Raiders game. at. I almost said Oakland, L.A. Nope, we're going to Vegas. We're going to talk that through preview and predict that. And then, as you know, if you've listened to the show, we close with a gopher football segment. And like I said last week, things were looking kind of shaky. This week, though, a lot better lot better not just from the transfer qb to replace the qb that went out but a whole bunch of players are coming back and the nil item that we'll talk about as well has been paying off clearly it paid off so um yeah so we'll talk all about that if this is your first time listening to the um, purple people leaders podcast welcome it streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash radio uh you don't have to go to blog talk at ropa dope and, and download the show directly at that website you can find this here purple people eaters podcast under the Dope radio on apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio player fm google podcast you can download the podcast app listen to it on our Spricker page living in loserville while you're at it why don't you head on over to the com and sports news 24 one more thing about direct tv stream sign up today and save up to 64.99 when you get direct tv stream our best deals of 2023 for a limited time 69.98 for the first two months saving 50 dollars when you get the entertainment package and direct tv sports pack check out direct tv stream sign up today okay let's go ahead and and bring in my co-host, Aaron. How are you doing, sir? Um, you know, we got a little snow on the ground last night, uh, which is always fun. You gotta, I mean, hey, it's, it's December. You might as well have some snow. It's been a balmy, uh, winter so far. Um, but how you doing, man?
1: I'm good. Um, yeah, a little bit of snow. Wish there was a little bit more, but you know, careful what you wish for. I don't want to end up, you know, shoveling. A foot of snow here in the next few days, but you know a little snow before Christmas is nice anyways, bye week um you know weird late bye Chris. It's been a while since i've since I can remember us having a bye so late um and it just kind of like you know gives you time to heal up, I guess uh those that are injured, and you know, but is five games left of the season you know we I remember the beginning of the season, like, well, we have a late buy all this stuff, and um well, now it's here. Um, and we're at what, six and six at the moment. And so, you know, I guess it came at a good time, but you know, there's so much up in the air this year that it's, you know, you're looking for answers and it's pretty hard to find anything clear at the moment. And generally right now we're trying to get in our prime and and get ready for, you know, a late season push. But right now it's like, well, boy, we don't know a certain quarterback. There's some speculation of this and that, um, injuries, you know, Hicks, what's his status. Uh, Jefferson looks like he'll be back. All signs say that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's a lot to talk about here and a lot of different variables. Um, but really, you know, I don't think anybody thought, uh, we'd be here in this way, uh, at the beginning of the season.
0: Like at six and six or what do you mean?
1: Uh, in terms of, you know, cousins going down six and six. Jefferson, Jefferson going down so many times right I got you. uh you know changes in the on the offensive line you know a rising defense you know there's a bunch of stuff that you just didn't expect here at the buy and now you just want to go, okay well you know had we had this and the defense did what it did you know where would we be and what and a lot of what it could have showed us and and know on six and six as well I think surprises quite a few people.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with the Jefferson thing, Um, and that is not Jefferson, but that is, well, there is a minor rant about not Jefferson, but some folks that are even Minnesota Vikings fans, you know, messaging him about get, get your ass on the field type stuff because my fantasy team, it's like, dude, you saw up. that. Are you, are <laughs> we, the, are we there as a side like Are we, we are really there? there? Yeah. So someone's gonna risk their career because we know hamstrings are a mother effort with skill players, especially wide receivers. And and look at Thielen. Thielen, he never got a hamstring in his whole life. He said, I'm sure he did a little bit, but he. I remember when he he messed this up, and he's like, I'll be good. He goes out there, no, I can't do that. You know, it's like, dude, it's just like, where are we, man? It's bad enough. It's bad enough when you're sitting on the couch and your buddy. Let's out some kind of scream during a Vikings game because his the opposite team scores and you're like, man, fuck you, dude. What do do you? What do you? Can't you just be? Just keep it to yourself. How about that? You know, keep it to yourself. Don't tell me who's on your fantasy team. I don't want to know your team. Um, But yeah, we're there. We're there as a society. That's rant number one. Could you shut up about Jefferson Jefferson? Oh, he don't want to get on the field. Then don't extend him, dude. Just shut up. Just be quiet, please. Like this is just. And it's all about fantasy or knee-jerk. I mean, are we a Super Bowl contender? Like, calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, He's milking it. He's doing this. Now we see him shooting hoops. Oh, he, oh so he can shoot hoops, but he can't. Okay, just shut up, man. It's
1: just not shoot. really even his decision, you know? It's the doctors. It's it's O'Connell. It's probably Coyce, You know, uh-huh. I'm sure he could have played two weeks ago, but you and I even were, like, holding back. Yeah. You know, I don't give a shit about my fantasy team or anybody right. else's at this. I'm certainly not going to text the guy, Could you, uh, hurry it up and get back because <laughs> I need the points. What the fuck, man? It's so much so that he had to, uh, yeah, quit his social Shut media his stuff. stuff, down, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> unbelievable, man.
0: <laughs> what is, yeah, it's crazy, man. And, um, that's your, you're right. I guess people don't realize that there's no, it's like when you get a concussion, they take your helmet, dude. They take your helmet now. You know what I mean? You're not getting back on the field. Like It's completely up to the staff. It has nothing to do with the player. Um, Now, if if the the, the staff has cleared them and the player doesn't want to well that's different. That's different. Just like Rodgers. You think that they're going to put him – they owe him $61 million or something like that in two years. You think they're going to put him back on the field right now? I would just tell him, go back in that hole, dude, for a couple of days and clear your mind again. Uh, just We got next year, dude. Calm the fuck down a little bit. But, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, it was – to see the difference in the offensive line, we know we got the bookends. Bradbury improved last year. Not great by any stretch of the imagination, but he, he got better. Um, his pass blocking is actually better just visually and, you know, the PFF. Um, and, and, and bringing in Dalton, is it was a big thing. We've talked about it a couple times, whether it's just him as a player and what he brings, the energy, him just being solid. I, I do wish that we would have brought him in during camp when he visited, but nobody else did either, and I'm sure he got him down on some money. I know that was the biggest thing when you know Dalton was talking about when he came here you know I understand that it was a little bit weird but I knew my worth and blah 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 well finally you know quasi only took one year to figure out all right we need something else down there and, and, and so that that has been a difference like you mentioned and, and some other differences I mean this <laughs> this defense man I, we've been talking about it here and there and you know, uh, there was a really good write-up in The Athletic about, you know, his one year as, like, uh, defense advisor slash this slash that because, you know, they, he didn't have a coordinator job. But, you know, him visiting the Pitt Panthers, University of Pittsburgh, um, you know, practices and seeing their defense. And it's funny, he started adapting this defense, and even two guys, O'Neal and Jones, who played for Pitt, didn't realize it right away. And then all of a sudden when they see it, they're like, Oh shit, yeah, this is this is definitely elements of that. And and so what Flores has done, even if you look at the first couple of weeks, you know, it took a little while. They were giving up twenty seven points a game. They were kind of getting gashed in one of the games Philly for run in the the next game San Diego would it? Inter- I mean, yeah, San Diego is it San Diego, is it LA? Is it I don't even know. The Chargers. Um and, and they only had two takeaways through the first three weeks, right? But then once they started getting takeaways, and even just from weeks four to seven, like got it down to 17 points a game, under 100, really making it respectful. And then these last two weeks, I, I, I heard people blaming the defense at the end. And it's like, dude, what are we talking about? Now, you can be critical of this or that a little bit. It's say, oh, I would have rather done that. Okay, fine, but I mean, we we were just looking for middle of the pack. And rush yards were definitely not middle of the pack. We're we're up there now as far as rush defense, pass defense, middle of the pack, you know, points I think we were like 11th or 12th or I mean, Aaron, I didn't really, you know, I was thinking even high teens would have been fine. I mean, like you said, this defense I, did, I, I really didn't see with five games left that they would keep us in so many games. I mean, it took 30 years for the Bears to win another game without scoring a touchdown. You know, I mean, it, it's just amazing. This Flores guy is just, yeah, you're right. That is one of the, the, the biggest surprises right now, sitting with five games remaining.
1: Well, if anybody would have said that they would have called uh, the defense with this personnel, um, you know, rising to top 10 ish, you know, borderline top 10 ish defense. I mean, that's, it would have been preposterous at the beginning of the season or even at the end of last season with what Donatel had, he's got the same, basically the same guys, um, some guys gone. Um, but the rest is just, you know, it's amazing what you can get out of Harrison Phillips. Amazing what you get out of Josh Metellus who Zimmer didn't even play, Uh which is pretty interesting, you know, didn't see whatever, you know, Josh had to offer, uh, or it just maybe didn't have the time to, you know, he had his guys. Zimmer was kind of that way, but, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, the first three weeks of the season, you're feeling it out. You know, it's a new system. I mean, I heard Flores say that, you know, nobody's figured out what they're doing yet. Um, you know, so I'll, you know, like I said, probably be an off season before anybody really adjusts to it, and by then he'll probably switch it up again with different players and so on. But you know, is it? My question is, you know, did he take the guys that he has and he says, okay, this will work or did he say, okay, this is a system and now let's fit the guys into it. That'd be interesting to, to hear him, uh, comment on at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, who would have thought you get that out of some rookie corners? Um, you get that out of, uh, a, a rookie free agent linebacker in pace. You're going to get that out of, I mean, Daniel's going to be there. You know, that's your, that's your, uh, I guess your, your pillar there uh, on the front, but you're getting stuff out of Wanham, Phillips, Jones, um, Bullard, you know. <laughs> yeah, Surprising yeah. names. Tonga. Oh. Um you're getting production out of these guys. And you know, Roy whatever Roy doing,
0: Roy Pott oh, has been shining the last two games or so.
1: Third down, you're going like four defensive ends, which is interesting. Um not all the time, but sometimes. Um and like you know, he came in and he said it you know depends on who we're playing, and we're like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll switch that out do that. But really, (laughs) it's kind of like you're seeing a new game plan for each team uh, as you go out there on Sundays or Monday nights or whatever it is, and that's the most impressive thing. It's on the fly where, you know, Donatel was like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to stay in this. You're going to hit your zone. This is this. If they figure it out, we're going to do this. This is the soft shell. You know, and this is like, okay, well, you're seeing adjustments not only in-game but week to week. It's very, very interesting. Like you said, now, you know, I guess this is the day to ask, you know, what do you got to do to keep Flores here? Apparently he's in a lawsuit with the league. So that could hamper his ability to, uh, you know, not interview for a, a head coaching job, but at least be offered one. Um, So that kind of is a feather in our cap for uh, being able to get him for next year or keep him for next year. Um, but that could get resolved any day. I mean, lawsuits can re- get resolved all the time fairly quickly. Um, so that could change that. You know, maybe he gets a lesser offer, some team that he doesn't want to go to. I mean, Jesus. I mean, the worst case scenario would be the Chicago Bears or something.
0: No, oh, don't say. You it. know, heading
1: over there. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to keep him around at least for another season if you can, right. and let things, you know, let things fall the way they're going to fall. But Man, you know, it's one of those things where we knew coming in the beginning of the year that, you know, he probably would improve the defense and we'd probably want to keep him. But to go from, you know, 30, 29, 28 up to, you know, 11, 12, sometimes 8, 9, that's, that's astronomical. And, you know, he deserves so much credit uh, for just some of the wins that we've got. And, you know, it's hard to say what Kirk would have done, you know, with this defense behind him. Um, just because, you know, Kirk's kind of, you know, you know, some, you don't always know what you're going to get with him offensively. You know that you're going to get certain things, but you don't know what all the time you're going to get stuff. And so, um, yeah, that's, you know, I guess that'll be one for wondering what would happen this season for that. But, uh, the defense is solid and we'd like to keep it that way. And, and also add parts in the off season, Chris, get him some more pieces to work with and see what happens. I think it's only up from there.
0: Yeah, I say give him, like, a, you know, 1% to 5% of the franchise uh, to keep him here. And that'd be just fine with me. Give him some points on that album type thing. Um, yeah, the the thing about the lawsuit, I did look into it a little deeper. and And like you said, anything could happen at any time. That's a great way to put it. But he has been able to settle for a long time. They already threw settlement cash at him, like, a long time ago. So who knows, as it goes further, maybe something will pop up where he goes, wow, that's not going to work for me, or or he doesn't feel like it'll be fair, or whatever, it maybe takes a settlement, you never know. Um, But I do know the settlement has already been on the table. So the fact that he hasn't taken it, it really seems like he's going, the whole body, not just two feet, he's going all the way in on it, and and I don't blame him, you know, uh, based off of... Not just one team, um, you know, but that Miami stuff, you know, paying them 100000 trying to offer $100,000 to lose games, um, you know, it's wild. And that's what's crazy, is you lose games and then they'll probably fire you at the end of it, you know what I mean? So, you're Like, ah, they, well, we're losing games. It, it, they overachieved, actually, at, that Dolphins squad. And that's not when, that was when Tua, you know, wasn't a, a going crazy and whatnot, but Yeah, that is going to be interesting. Hopefully, we can keep him one more year. There was only two other teams, I believe, two or three. I think two. I can't remember that. Even offered him a defensive coordinator job in the offseason. Now, maybe he did, you know, too good of a job here, so that'll change. But like you said, a head coaching where it's a great fit for him and how many of those are going to be – to own his way as a head coach you know will would he move to to go and be another coordinator someplace maybe I don't think it'd be money um but who knows but we'll see but like you said one more year man that would be that would be perfect because you know maybe we could uh well uh, that we got coaches on the squad right now that one of them was has been here for the second year and, and he's a guy that interviewed to be a D coordinator here in other places, stayed here. So maybe he's going to be able to adapt enough of Flores and just kinda of picking his brains over two years to be you know to be able to do some of that. But, you know, it's one thing to learn from somebody and it's 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 another thing to make those calls in game, like you said. And yeah, it just it's been phenomenal, man. This dude is just a stud. And you know, I'll be happy for him to get another head coaching job. I'm not a hater. I think it'll be especially what he's, you know allegedly gone through, so, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and freak out or whatever, but, you know, uh, the story of the season, well, there's been a lot, <laughs> but it is fumbles and turnovers in general, but especially fumbles. Um, it, it, it You know, that stat came out even since, uh, you know, Coach KO has even been here that if they win the turnover differential, it's basically like they haven't lost, um, or we haven't lost under them. And um, it's one thing to have two turnovers and in the, in the defense creates one, and that's only one. But when you start losing by two or three or sometimes four zero or something like that, that shit is just out of control. And you know, two weeks ago, it was a bunch of fumbles last week it was a bunch of picks either way you're turning the ball over and you know you're gonna turn the ball over you're gonna drop a pass a tap you know a pass is gonna get tipped someone's gonna be throwing a quarterback and and an elbow get hit that stuff happens in football but you know the the str not the stranger part but the the part that is like a little troubling if we hadn't got Jeffrey, well i guess we don't know he's coming back but we assume he's coming back um is we prior to that, and obviously it helps when we had Cousins in a system a second year and all that, but we were moving the shit out of the ball. It was just literally basically the fumbles. I mean, sure, we had some picks, that pick six and stuff, but, like, overall it was fumbles. In the first four games, there was four separate plays right at the goal line. So it we were on a record pace, then we slowed it down. Now we're like, no, man, let's get back on that pace. Um and, and that has just been, especially those first five games, are just unbelievable to have, like, nine fumbles. Like, fumbles lost, too. Not just fumbles, but fumbles lost through five games in, like, 17 drops. Something like that. We were leading the league by, like, five drops. And, you know, when I said that a, a chunk of weeks ago, some people questioned it, but when you go look at – clips i saw multiple clips of what they deem a drop and what they don't deem a drop and i'm not going to say they bend over backwards to for the receiver catching it but trust me those are drops for sure um and actually you'd probably throw one or two of them in there too because what i you know most people will look at certain catches and be like uh that that's on the receiver um but, yeah, it, it was just crazy, man. And once we calmed that down, man, and then at the same time, like you said, defense got going, and then they started taking the ball away. And even last week, you know, like it took to the second half, but then we created two turnovers at the perfect time. Of course, we couldn't capitalize fully on it. But um, it's it, the turnovers and the fumbles, man, I mean, and that just spread through the locker room. Like the flu bug, Aaron. I mean, it, it's really some stuff we barely even saw. I think that 2005 was like the closest year to it. We, we just got to somehow not fumble the damn ball.
1: Yeah, that's the case, Chris. You nailed it, I think. Turnovers set the tone for the season at this point. Like you said, the four things down by the goal line, which I you know left my memory bank due to all the – the other turnovers but you're right you're gonna get a strip sack from time to time you'll get a throw pick from time to time fumble from time to time but you know four turnover games is not something we're used to whether they're picks or fumbles and you know and to not get any turnovers or to have turnovers and still out get out turnovered, i guess is the way to put it um it's just been a plague all year and you know, it has to change, but we've been saying that for, for the, you know, entirety of the season. And, you know, it hasn't, it went through like a little spurt where it did, you know, and now Sun's back again. And that's due to quarterback. Like you said, Jefferson was, is on his way back. We assume and most of the world assumes, which kind of dovetail in to the next topic, Chris is like, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's some things have been said by the squad. Um, who's starting Sunday? You got Mullins Hall. And Dobbs, my opinion, um, you know it depends on the direction you want to go, but let's say let's work under the assumption that they're trying to win as many games as they want to, as they can this year and, and possibly make a playoff run. You want to go with the best chance to win, so after like a week of thinking about this, and I think I might have had a, an opinion last week on it, and I thought, well, maybe Moans is the safe bet here, you know he knows the offense, he's you know a veteran. Uh, you can Especially trust with Jefferson
0: coming back, that helps.
1: Jefferson coming back, you can trust him with the ball a little bit more than you did with Dobbs last game. Uh, and I guess throughout his whole season, all his turnovers, even with the Cardinals, he had quite a few. And, you know, kind of Hall is out of the equation at this point. He's a rookie. You're, making, you're coming down the stretch. A lot of teams are peaking. I don't think you are at this point, but a lot of teams are. Um, you're going to want at least to hang on to the football. I think you know Mullins gives you the chance to do that but is that you know too safe is he going to play it too safe you know sure and that's that's the thing you don't want to end in, in a manion type of thing where it's game manager and I don't want to throw the ball more than seven yards and where's my check down you know right away and Mullins wasn't always that I'm not saying he's going to be then you think that's about the locker point, room you know Does a locker room going to be like okay you know if we don't start Dobbs we're basically throwing in the towel here um the rest of the season and you want me to go out and play the lions twice and you, you're throwing in the towel uh, by starting Mullins or for God's sake, starting hall. So I think you want to keep continuity. I think the locker room thinks Dobbs has the best chance to win and, you know, you've kind of been riding with him for the last four weeks. So I'm really interested in your opinion here. Cause we haven't talked all week, but you know, it, it appears from the signs and the articles and the things I'm seeing on the internet that they're going to go with Dobbs against the, uh, against the, uh, Raiders. Um, I'm fine with that, Chris. I mean, I understand the logic behind it. Um, but you, you know, you're going to take the good with the bad. And I know, you know, Vikings Twitter and Vikings Facebook and all that is not, not good at taking the good with the bad. So we'll just put that out <laughs> they there. They only want good. Aaron. They only want good. And it, <laughs> and sometimes the good is bad. It's
0: not good enough. That's
1: right. <laughs> But, you know, I'm with the Dobbs. Keep going with Dobbs. Um, you know, he'll take more chances. He'll probably mess up a bunch. Um, but he'll make big plays, and he'll make terrible plays. Um, you got to trust your defense here. Um, you know, you have moments to back Dobbs up. Uh, or if you need to pull Dobbs because, you know, he's thrown six yeah. picks.
0: They almost um, did it last game, to your point.
1: Right. If you need to settle things down for a series, you know, Mm -hmm. that'd be a good spot for Mullins. Um, But I don't think you're going to see Hall the rest of the way. I do think you're going to see Dobbs as long as he's healthy and he doesn't, you know, completely train wreck things, which is hard to do more than he did against the Bears. Now, a lot of that wasn't his fault. I mean, maybe a pick or so, but, you know, if you can get him through the bye week, get the reps, you know, a little more repetition. Hey, Josh, you know, that's not a good pass. I don't know why you're doing <laughs> that, you know, dude. Not Did sure you?
0: <laughs> what you're even doing there.
1: A little more of this, a little less of that, you know, with Dobbs. Uh, I'm comfortable, Chris. I'm comfortable with starting Dobbs' the remainder of the season. I think that's what the decision will be coming out of the bye is who's going to start the rest of the season barring injury. And I'm comfortable with Dobbs. Uh, my only drawback, like I said, would be Mullins. But I really do feel like Mullins, just play a little too safe, a little close to the vest. I don't think K- KLC's offense is designed for someone who's going to be cautious, you know. So I think it, Dobbs' ability to let her rip, regardless of the circumstances or, or the consequences, is what's going to, you know, make or break the rest of the season offensively. And you do have a good defense as of now to kind of, you know, hold you down if you do give up a turnover here and there. We're not going to do any more four turnover games, I hope. Um, But, yeah, long story short, comfortable with Dobbs. It appears it's going to be Dobbs, and I'm comfortable with that. I think it's probably the most logical decision.
0: Yeah, last week we both were saying Mullins, and I kind of have the same viewpoint as you. A week goes by, and it's not like either of us is like it has to be Mullins or they're making a big, big mistake as if we're in the practice field and shit like that or we're really NFL minds or whatever, like we really, really, really know um the locker room thing is interesting because like you said, they did rally around him. Now the last two weeks they may have looked at him sideways too. I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean Mullins has actually somewhat turned the ball over when he's been in the game. Not even here, but just in general. I did look into that a little bit. So he is willing to slang it around a little bit. He hasn't played a lot here, obviously. Um, but I'm cool with either one. Um, I think Mullins, especially with Jefferson coming back, would be good for different reasons. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. It, it does kind of feel like Dobbs and also like I'd be okay. I'm not going to sit there and be like critical. And, and, you know, we did see in, in, in the coach even talked about this after the game that, you know, Mullins was warming up. After, uh, I think the, the pass that, I, was it the screen pass? I think it was the screen pass. I was just like, what are you doing? Um, and he was warming up, but then he went and scored that touchdown drive. So they shut it down and said, now nah, alright, maybe this is it. He'll, he'll get over the hump. Um, uh, which I think is fair too. You know, he's like, alright, let's, let's give him one more and see what he does. And then he went and scored. So obviously you're not going to take him out there, so. I would lean like if I had to bet, I, 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 I agree. I I would lean to Dobbs, um, but I'm okay with either one. I won't be freaking out. I do think Jefferson's coming back and, and really just this offense. It's kind of booked in by the bears. <laughs> we always have ugly games with them for the most part. The first game, uh, it was like 19 of 13, pretty ugly overall. um, and, and, but it was the first game without Jefferson, like, ever. And then it, we kind of schemed some stuff up, getting the ball, you know, out quicker. The line started really playing great. I mean, those few games in a row, uh, especially against that Niners defense, sure, Cousins got hit, but it wasn't a bunch of sacks, you know. And we were getting the ball out quicker. Um, and yeah, it's just I, I think that we schemed up some stuff, and they caught up to it, with especially without Jefferson. And I think people were kind of now they're losing their mind over Coach, K- you know, Coach K. O. As far as it's his fault, what the hell? He's not a good coach, really. And I think a couple of weeks before that, it was like, well, why do we even need to have a, a top ten quarterback to pay him that kind of money? Because this, he'll just coach him up. He'll just coach him up like Dobbs was going to take us to the promised land. Um, and, hey, if we're in the conference final and Dobbs is our guy, then Dobbs our guy. Did No problem. You know what I mean? But let's just – we're not there yet, so let's just take a deep breath and calm down a little bit. So I think that it kind of came crashing down, obviously, the last two games, especially the, you know, really either fumbles and then the picks and all that, that we can't just say, well, that's because no Jefferson. That's for sure. But, right. And you know, stupid
1: play too, Chris, like the, the screen chalk and the, you know, the panicky stuff it has got to go away. You can't keep that up. Uh, sure that hopefully that'll get coached. I'm look, look, just throw the ball into the ground, you know, throw the ball away. Um, take the sack if you have to, uh, those type of little things that we talked about last week, the stuff that we saw from Dobbs that was like, okay, you know, that's ugly, and it's not good football. And uh that's the stuff that I worry about. That can probably be cleaned up, but it might be just part of who he is. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's you're gonna live and die. If you're gonna play Dobbs, you're gonna live and die with it. You know, you're gonna it's gonna be a great play for the highlight reel, and then you're gonna have a you know a pick six somewhere, or a, or a, you know him trying to do too much and gives up the ball on on, on a fumble or something. You know, that's just that's Jim has it. limitations,
0: too. Absolutely. You know,
1: you know? Um, his limitations, from what I've seen, are, you know, I guess I haven't seen him really start a game besides preseason since his San Francisco days, um, at least that I can remember. I don't remember him starting for the Vikings, and I think he had a stop in between the Vikings and the Niners. But a uh, Raiders, I think. He was with the Raiders. Um
0: yeah, that sounds right.
1: You know, he did turn the ball over. He can't he's a good passer, accurate passer, um, but he did throw interceptions. Um but I think he's a calmer quarterback. I mean, you know, but there's a reason he's a backup to a career backup. So it's not like he's broke through and started. Um he had his chance, he had a Brock Birdie chance in San Francisco and it didn't work out. Um so it's like, you know, You're going to have to pick what you want to ride with, Chris. You're going to either, you know, ride with uh, slow and steady wins the race sometimes. And sometimes it lulls you to sleep, you know, and then, and then you got Dobbs who's good, bad, good, bad. It's kind of like our defense. You're going to give up some stuff and you're going to get some stuff and you hopefully you get more than you give. And that's what you're hoping for with Dobbs. And I'd really just like, like to see him settle down, get comfortable, get poised. Uh, maybe, you know, take a hold of the, of the team. Like, look, this is it. We're going to do it. I'm not asking for a Case Keenum run here. And even if he does, uh, I still have questions in the offseason about him. It's not like, oh, you got us through yeah. the NFC title game. You know, I do the same probably thing that we did to Keenum.
0: Yeah, um, he went on, you you know, like, three different teams after that too, remember? Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's one of those things where he's not the long-term answer, and anybody who thinks whoever thought he was was a little bit knee-jerk. And uh, anybody who thinks it now – or would think it then after like an NFC, you know, championship type of game, you know, it's, he, he wrote a hot hand, just like he did with Keenum. And um I would be very timid to sign him to anything more than a backup deal in that situation. So, you know, you are where you are, your starters out, you're looking at backups. Um You know, that's where we are right now. And uh I think, you know, Last week, I thought maybe Mullins just because we were coming off, you know, the emotions of Dobbs and, and seeing him doing what, what he did against the Bears. Um, this week, you know, you got to figure like you, you got to, who's got the best chance to win? I really think that's Dobbs at this point.
0: Yeah. And I also, I think that's fair. I also think it's fair to kind of be like, well, the coach would definitely know that more than us, so whatever he puts out there, as long as it's, you know, uh, not, uh, the other guy, Mannion, um, you know, we'll be okay, I, 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 or whatever, maybe we won't, maybe we will, but yeah, I agree with you, I definitely agree with you, I'm gonna save the rant for a little bit, let's get into the Raiders, um, you know, hopefully JJ comes back, that would be a, a big, big lift to say the least, um, you know it's about a worth a, the Vikings are a 3 point favorite on the road the over under is forty and a half. and a half kind of lines up um you know in general if you look at it um they the raiders overall um in total yards on offense they're like the, the fourth worst they score like right around 17 points a game which is pretty low um We've had our struggles at times, but we're still not that bad. That's for sure. Passing, um, you know, decent, like 21st, uh, rush game, you know, they, they, we think once again, we're fifth worst at 92, and that's been an improvement. Um, they're second worst. So they, they just don't do a whole lot there. Um, whereas we're, you know, defense wise, we're, it's kind of crazy, but we, we're, we're really, like I said, we're starting to, we're starting to get up there now. The Raiders are like 20th overall, uh, in total yards. Um, they have, you know, a decent pass offense, uh, or defense, I should say 11th, 208. That's pretty damn good. Now they do much like, uh, what two weeks ago, Denver, they're, pretty damn bad in the rush 21st 127 in a game i think denver was like 150 or whatever 155 um in our rush defense up to seventh pass 18th so you know things look pretty good on paper i um, mean look at that 13th in total yards uh, on defense, man. I, like I said, I never would have thought we'd be there. And, uh, once again, it's like a broken record, but turnover differential, both squads are pretty bad. We're, uh, a minus eight. They're a minus seven, so they got us there a little bit. We've had 14 fumbles that leads the league. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, they give up a lot of run, right? Um, and so maybe having Dobbs, it would work. Maybe we can do a little, you know, he doesn't really do play action that well. Maybe we can just do, um, you know, the run pass thing, um, you know, get him outside the pocket more. I don't, I think you can do that. But I also, for the folks that are like, we want more runs by him, just straight runs. It, I think that it's like, well, which one do you want? Because when they did that with Denver, because it ended in a fumble, you didn't like the play. So it's like, which one is it? We can't just have him running all the time. And some of the moves that he pulled off the first two weeks, he's tried to do some of that, and he runs into a sack or runs into pressure or, you know, he turns his back. We talked about that from day one, turning your back. If you're not in college and you're not Michael Vick and this is in Virginia Tech, then, you you know, that's what they should put him on during the bye week. Hey, let's watch this tape. You know who that is? that is? That's Michael Vick, Virginia Tech. You know, we're not there, and you're not him. So don't do that type of shit. But, you know, there, I really do think if we can establish that run, he, he can definitely work the tight ends. He's been really good at getting both tight ends all over as well. Um, so maybe this game plan run first would work. Now, you could also say, well, Mullins, if they get a running game going, then the passing game can open up. So um, overall, though, it's a favorable matchup to have a three point favorite, you know, when we know that's like neutral site six and a half point, almost a touchdown favorite, neutral site. Um, I, I'm feeling decent going into this one. Um, had we have won one of the last two, I think I'd be feeling better, Aaron. Um, what are your thoughts heading into this? Because, you know, it, it's a must win. Being six and six in this playoff hunt, we got to get the vibes going again. Doesn't mean we're going to win five in our last five, all five. I don't think we'll do that, but we got to get on the good foot. And maybe they can scheme up some plays for Dobbs or whoever to where it's just effective, and maybe it'll work for another week or two. Um, the go-to guy Jefferson, he's back. That 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 just it really helps so much, man.
1: That's where I was going, you know. Besides the defense, I think we'll do fine on defense. Maybe a turnover or something. Don't think we're gonna give up a ton of points, uh, but th- that's the key, man. Jefferson back, right? So now you have Jefferson back. You got Addison, who's improved and has become a, a quality NFL receiver, um, to say the least. And then you have, you know, Hawkinson. Now he's been laying on, you know, laying, you know, he's been depending on Hawkinson. Uh, A little more than he should, and they've been taking that away. They can't do that anymore with Jefferson. They need everybody they can over there with Jefferson now. And now you got Addison, who's going to be running free, K.J., Powell, these things. It opens up what our offense was built around to begin with. Now, having said that, maybe you want to go with Mullins, who can maybe manage that car a little bit better or at least has some experience in it. But Dobbs is going to be asked to do it. If you can open the run game a little bit, that helps it out. Even just Jefferson's presence is going to help the run game a little bit because you can't be sneaking guys, one less guy in the box perhaps. Very true. Very true. Now you can start to open things up a little bit more, you know, Jefferson might not get 10 catches, he might get three, but that Addison has six, Hawkinson has five, you know, it'll go that, one of those ways, or maybe Jefferson has 11 and those guys have less, you know, or or Oliver comes in there and gets something. But, you know, that opens up a huge thing, you know, as long as Jefferson pulls the attention that he normally pulls uh, to his side, which I think that he will. And now with, you know, Jordan is going to If that is the case, Jordan is going to have a hell of a game, you know, and so is Hawk, and that's going to help us offensively. Turnovers, obviously, killers, we can't have, you know, do not have them. You want to lose to the Raiders, turn the ball over, all right? That's (laughs) how it's going to happen. You know, whether it's two points, 1.3 points, if you turn the ball over more than twice, you're going to lose that football game. It's just the way football is in the NFL. That's going to happen. Um, but, you know, Powell has made an emergence here, Chris. And, you know, KJ's kind of took a step down the depth chart here, the peers. So you're going, you know, Jefferson, Addison, Powell, KJ, and then TJ, you, uh, TJ yeah. Oliver. That's... It's all open now, you know. Yep. And it, it, as long as Jefferson, you get him, you know, get him some stuff early to pull the attention over there is what I think will happen. Run the football. Don't ask Josh to do too much and, you know, get him outside the pocket. Let him make some plays with his feet. Let him make some plays with his arm. But tell him, you know, here's what we're focusing on. You know, get the guy – get the playmakers the ball, whether that's, you know, a five-yard out, ten-yard hitch, slant. You know, it doesn't have to be down the field, but if something's open, you know, generally Addison gets a streak, a seam play, when Jefferson's in the ball game anyway, the first three or four games, he always had a wide open scene play. So that comes back into, into focus. So I really think offensively, I won't say it's a breakout game, but I don't think the Raiders are ready for what's coming down there. But I said, like I said, don't turn the ball over. I like the Vikings here. I like them by, I want to say 10, but I'm going to say seven.
0: <laughs> it's so um, hard to say ten
1: right turn like over two stuff. Teams yeah. Sense, you know? yeah and and <laughs> you know we could you know Madison could drop pass or ball over you know strip sacks and blah blah blah, um, but I like the Vikings to win, go seven and six, um, and maybe start a little streak to come down the the stretch of the season. There's some tough games coming up, but um uh, particularly in division, um but yeah, yeah, I mean. This is a win you gotta have for that reason, and I think they get it down there in Las Vegas, LA, Brooklyn. Yep, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue. Yep. Yep. Purdue guy. Purdue guy.
0: They're not not putting out their best either. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, Garoppolo, you know, it is what it is. Good looking guy. But, uh, yeah, I got it. I got it like 20 to 16, 23 to 16, something like that. It's just, uh, these last three years it's been so hard to, like you said, go I want to say like 23 to 13 but it's just like, I, I don't know, man a 10 point I want to take the a, over
1: I want to take the over, I feel like it's going to be a high yeah, score. Yeah, 40 and a half,
0: yeah you know,
1: Yeah, I can see that I think we'll score I enough points and I, I think we'll, you know Defensively, we're going to give some stuff up, we do That's what we do, you know, but sure. uh, you know, I, I don't see it being more than 21
0: And it's a Day-Adams still 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 doing this thing
1: yep and you know so i like it i like the over and i, I like the vikings
0: all right yeah we're, we're on the same at grants now i do have a little rant before we get into some positivity with uh our gophers major positivity this week because it did seem like the sky was falling our quarterback left um which was surprising it definitely was surprising we'll get into that in a second but you know, some of the media members, it's like, you gotta pick a position. And, it's one thing to be critical, shit, that's, or skeptic, right? That's usually what media is. You gotta be, um not necessarily headstrong, but you gotta be, un, everyone has biasness, we know that. Oh, I'd rather run more, oh, I'd rather pass more, oh, I'd rather do this, I'd rather do that. If you look at like the biasness uh, towards predicting boxing, if you have two top-level fighters, the guy that has more ways to win and can box on the outside historically wins. Now, I'm a bias to that. But it's, it's a bias for a reason. With evidence, and you lay it out. You don't just say, oh, he's, he's afraid because he's running, you know, that type of stuff. And some of this stuff I've been hearing, uh, it's just crazy. And, and, and like I said, a few weeks ago, they were talking about this dude can scheme anybody a, a touchdown. And I'm just going to play a little clip from uh, Purple Daily Score North. Um, here it is. My goes. hottest take here: Kevin O'Connell failed Josh Dobbs, and he's failing the 2023 Minnesota Vikings. Wow, that is my hottest take. Okay. After and Mackey even said, "Wow." Okay. 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 KLC treated, treated Dobbs
1: yesterday like he was Kirk Cousins. It's like kind of like when uh, I'm not a parent
0: that I know of. I'm not a parent, but when you're potty training. No, I can't play all this, but I, I'm going to just because. But I'm going to keep going. Hold on. Bears, 32 dropbacks yesterday. Just two rushing attempts, four interceptions, poorly designed plays on third and fourth down, and decision to put the team in awful field position that forced a punt that ended up you uh, losing the game. The Vikings
1: this season are still 21st in red zone efficiency behind teams like Carolina,
0: Atlanta, and New England. They're 20th in time of possession. And people keep saying, why isn't Kevin O'Connell in the same conversation as some of these great coaches? Why isn't he getting more coach of the year consideration? And he does deserve, obviously, some slice of praise for doing what he's been able to do this year with a lot of injuries. But Kyle
1: Shanahan plugged in Mr.
0: Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. He mentioned a couple other players and or a couple other coaches plugging guys in. But some of the stuff, you, like I said, you can ask for a couple of runs, more runs. That's cool. But to, to be like, oh, the, the schematics of the third, but, dude, you don't. We come on. Dude. We're, no, we're not NFL minds, dude. Just don't. Well, he's like, you clearly.
1: You, he's clearly but, a fan of the triple option.
0: <laughs> yeah right I
1: mean, he's yeah. calling for it that's what i heard <laughs> you know old and, oklahoma days yeah
0: right <laughs> and it's just like the schematic poorly schemed dude calm down yeah. on that you know what i mean um and then you know there's another thing and i wanted to wait on this for a couple reasons because i, I first of all i can't sit there and say you're knee jerking and then knee jerk you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So um, they also on the show, one person, I think it was Mac, he said, and he used some examples that were quite, you know, pretty biased. And that's kind of what he's been with him in general. Like I said, all this time, it's cool if you don't like Cousins, you don't want to sign next year, you don't want to. That's all fine. But when you say certain things, so. Clearly, we did struggle. Actually, I just talked about it on bookends against the Bears. The first game without Jefferson, though. So there is something there, okay? We generally struggle against the Bears. They generally struggle against us. They're not high-scoring games. That's basically, we're winning more of them now in the last handful of years, whereas before they were winning more. But, you know, he basically said, Cousins isn't fraudulent. Once Jefferson's out of the game, he's showing his fraudulence in how he's not this guy, he's not that guy, right? And he first goes right to Mahomes. Mahomes lost his re- – well, first of all, dude, it's Mahomes. Like, don't, don't go to Mahomes because it's like, dude, he, he's going to end up at least the top five quarterback, and you never know when it's all said and done if he can stay out. But to go right to Mahomes and be like, well, he lost his star. Well, they've had to grind it out a lot more, that's for sure. But that's fucking Patrick Mahomes, dude. But he also used Jared Goff. And Williams at that time had missed the game. And Goff was able to do this, right? But what they didn't, what he didn't mention is in that game, the Lions had 30 carries for Buck 59 and three rushing touchdowns. So you know, you got to bring context to everything. And at that time, um like a, a week before, um we had been the first team ever to to throw for 16 touchdown passes through 7 games without an NFL rushing touchdown. Like we were in the top two, top five, top ten, and a bunch of stuff. He even said it in other shows that, you know, we could tell we were moving the ball. We were just fucking up. But he, he chose the knee-jerk one week and just freak out him. See, this is what he can't do. And what happened the very next week? The Niners can okay? Now, I personally didn't want to knee-jerk myself, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to knee-jerk. I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, we won in Lambeau Field. Just happened to be one of, you know, we've only won, you know, by more than a touchdown four times ever there. But I didn't want to do it. And then he got hurt, obviously, so I wasn't going to have this rant. But if you look at the year he was having and to pick one fucking game that he didn't play well, did he just – you know, shit all over himself. No, but he didn't have a great game. That is for sure. But he chose one game to just freak out. And it's like, dude, this knee jerk shit. He's always saying this, but it's really that. I mean, even the money we're wasting on, dude, he was the 15th highest paid uh, quarterback this year. He was at least 15th, which he was having a much better year than that. But, and then, you know, he says stuff like, oh, he's going to want the $50 million. He's going to want the $60 million. Well, if that's the case, why did he sign an extension two years ago for 35 Because that's the only evidence we have of what the next contract would look like anyways. And it has nothing to do with whether you want them or not. That's something for the off season, and we're not going to make that decision anyway. We're going to give our, our takes on it, but – some of this stuff is just so knee-jerky, and I had to, you know, kind of pick a couple things. But you know, with cousins going down, I didn't want to have it, a a big rant about it uh, because I, I it, that was neither here or there. Uh, any rants or anything you want to get out before we do get to some positive news to close the 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 show, my friend?
1: Well, you know, just on the first thing with uh, Declan and and uh, Score North. Uh... I saw that live, well, not live, but on YouTube. And my immediate thought was like, okay, so what do you think you're going to do here that you got Dobbs? You're going to redesign the offense, something that you've been working on since training camp, and you're going to put in these run plays. Now, I could see RPO, that's against what we do. We do a lot of zone runs, so I guess you could throw some RPOs in there, but maybe that's not something Josh wants to do or can do. Um, you're basically going to stick with the offense that you have because at some point everybody's used to running that. You don't have to rechange the language, rechange the blocking schemes, rechange everything like that. Guy comes in and he fills in. Now you're trying to turn him into Cousins. I I don't know if that was the case. I think O'Connell was trying to you know figure out how to win a football game when his quarterback keeps turning the fucking ball over and. You know, whatever he does, I don't think he's on his best play calling at that point when you're trying to scramble and get a first down because your defense has been on the field all game and you're just trying to give them a breather. I mean,
0: it's hard to be good in the red zone and gain yards when we're turning the ball over. You know, he brought up those stats and it's like, well, I mean, let's add some context.
1: And and that's I think you're right about just the lack of context or the, or the moving goalposts. A lot of that with those guys too It's like
0: okay, yes, well, you know,
1: this gets done and okay, but he, okay he did that this time, but next time it's going to be something different. And like you said, they got hit in the face with the Niners game with Kirk, and it's like okay, well you know what are you going to say about that? Is prime time, big win, all the stuff, tough team, you know that surprised the hell out of us because we thought their defensive line was going to just yeah. destroy us we were like, wow, offensive line, all right, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, but, you know, this and the inability to just go, hey, you know what, that was a shitty take, I was wrong, and move forward with it. You right. Know? And just have a little conviction and, and a little bit of, it's all right to get a little egg on your face from time to time. It's not a big deal. A lot of us say stupid shit, and we have to, you know, come back and say, hey, yeah, well, that was dumb, but this is why I thought it, and obviously it's not true, blah, blah, blah. I just think a lot of, like, humility needs to come into that. Nonetheless, you're right about, about just the knee-jerk. That's what bothers me the most. Is like, you're, it's not even halftime and people are like, oh, this job's just gone, and it's just, like, dude. <laughs> what do you, he misses one, one incomplete pass. That's oh, horseshit. Did you see how far he threw that? He's like, come on, man.
0: And have you Calm been down. a Vikings fan for long? Like, right. it's frustrating, buddy.
1: Right. I mean, some of these guys would have liked to see what they would tweet about, you know, Troy Williamson. I mean, that would have been a fun
0: oh yeah, deal God. Yeah, God there Jeez. was no Twitter when Williamson was there.
1: Oh, my God. That would have been just horrible, dude. I mean, special glasses, like oh special classes, special everything trying to get this guy to catch the ball. Uh, but Mike Tice followed He doesn't yeah. like
0: when the ball hits his hands hard, so.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we're we'll going to the good stuff, too, but. I'm more interested in like I wanna see I'm interested in the off season a little bit and I don't wanna, you know, speed up toward it, but sure. You know, I wanna see what's going It's an interesting off season. season. That's it. Is. Sure. It's gonna be like what's gonna go on with Kirk? What's gonna go on with Dobbs? What's gonna go on with retooling the defense? Drafting a QB, a, a
0: list of free agents, drafting uh, a QB know. in one of the deepest drafts in a long time. Right, and how are
1: you gonna maneuver to do that? And and, and then you've got a mm-hmm. twenty-one free agents or something like that. That's just there's a right, lot yeah. going on, and it's like you know. We'll have to figure that out. I know if you catch our shows in the free agency or, or the pre draft shows, uh, we usually cover all that stuff and we'll know a lot oh, more yeah. about free agency. We usually do a before and after free agency. Last year we didn't. It was a time crunch thing, but generally we do that. And it's those are fun shows to do because a lot has happened, a lot will happen, and they're fun to do. So definitely check those out. But yeah, under the good news, Gold Gophers, Chris. Um, boy, I was chicken little, the sky was falling about what this time last week i'm like no this guy's leaving why is that guy leaving that guy's leaving oh no you know and then i kind of you know splashed water on my face and said oh this is this is college football now this is how it works and as much as you like or you don't like it and i gotta say you know i don't like it but that's how it is you know and we're pretty used to the antiquated notion where you don't pay these guys and they have to you know they live under your thumb and i'm glad that's gone and since that's gone this is the new reality and you're going to lose guys if they don't think they're going to get playing time or they think they can get more and uh, or they're sitting behind a, a back, sitting behind another good back or a quarterback or, or whatever. We talked a little bit about Arch Manning and the situation if viewers comes back in Texas and how that changes kind of the landscape of college football in itself. And on a smaller note here at the Gophers, you've got a lot of that stuff too. And so, you know, we did have a lot of people leaving, and I'll let you talk about the good news about the a lot of people coming in.
0: Yeah, and one more thing about the runs with Dobbs, the last two hasn't been as many. But remember, he just went and fucking ran. Those weren't planned running plays. You know, I think people are – they didn't scheme up a bunch of running plays for him. He did the two-look, I'm running. And so, yeah, he got away with it, but now they adapted. So, so you know, when you were loving him before, not him, Dobbs, but Coach K.O., that's a lot of that was just him improving, dude, not knowing what the fuck I'm gonna go. And he was leaving guys open, but Coach Ko said that. But he also said it, you know, on a player too. He would have he gained more yards than the play I had for it. So it is what it is. So um, he wasn't scheming up a bunch of those runs uh, and then just stopped. Trust me, if we could scheme up runs that would get, get him fifty to eighty yards a game, they'd be scheming those motherfuckers right up. But yeah, I mean. It, it did kind of surprise me a little bit. First of all, revenge game Bowling Green. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Revenge game Bowling Green, uh, it just sounds bad saying it, but it is a revenge game, unfortunately. That's our bowl game in Detroit City, so the Motown music, that's, that's gonna be nice. Uh, Kramer, I assume, uh, the walk-on who earned a scholarship, Who's kind of been our little running quarterback? I'm assuming he's going to start. Um, and like you said, I was a little surprised um, that, you know, the Greek uh, rifle um, left, you know. Um, he, but he, I do like how PJ said, hey, man, I love him. We're, we're good, you know, I want him here, but we're going to have competition, so I can't guarantee you a spot. And that's exactly what. It needed and maybe that would have maybe he'd thrive with that. You never know. Maybe he'll go someplace. Let's see where he goes and he plays and who knows, right? Um and the other item was uh Evans, who did get in and play so he was kinda in the doghouse earlier, kinda um not attacking holes, but he had like a good game or two where you're like, Okay, that's a hundred and what yards? Okay, this guy's got some talent. And you know, when you're a running team with the the level that we've done it and produced it, um, that's going to be a new normal, like you said. And we have Taylor, who think about him. He so Evans came in here in red shirt, and didn't, didn't play, and then you know going into his shirt freshman this freshman from detroit comes in early puts on like 15 pounds of muscles when he gets in the game you're like oh my god this dude's got 193 yeah like those four games it was good he played in four games or something like that he was honorable mention big 10 um so the dude's a stud he's got you know three years eligibility if he's a real stud it might only be two years and he'll go after his junior year um, and then Newman came on. Newman really came on strong this year. And he's got two years eligibility. So you're sitting there with Evans going, well, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? He may go to a, a, a close level. He may go up. He may go down. Who knows? But that's why he left, and I think that is the new norm. Um, but we did lose some key defensive either depth or potential starters uh, maybe the, the starting position was up in the air, but the NIL thing did hurt us last year. Um, it two, I think there was like five or six guys that left. Two of them made all conference in the Big 12. So it was a defensive alignment. It was Beanie Bishop. So, um, now do we have a lot of guys on that line and was it pretty solid? Yeah. But that was a big deal. So that's what I was kind of worried about. I knew they had started this new NLI that I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, I was really worried about Taylor and Jackson, to be honest with you. Those are the ones I was just like, oh, boy. But Daniel Jackson and Taylor's coming back. Um, John Joyner, Cody Linenberg, Danny Strigow, uh, Bernoski and Matt Williams dude, the both linebackers that that had to play, in, you know, that weren't necessarily ready to play, didn't be planning to play, but there was two injuries, Lindbergh in that uh, Le Captain, uh that didn't even play this year. So, um, you know, that, that East Eastern, that Devin Eastern who really came on strong, he's coming back. I mean, the list goes on and on. Some really solid guys, basically beyond Evans. Um, and then a good, you know, a, a, a highly rated, somewhat highly rated running back left as well. Um, Now that we have a highly rated running back coming in, we also have a quarterback who's now officially coming two of them, one from the FCS level. Um, There were, like, I think us and Wake Forest were the only ones that actually offered them. There was a lot of whispers and people contacting him to be like, hey – you know, the market is just – there's about 10 to 15 and really 8 to 10 really good quarterbacks. So a lot of those quarterbacks – like Nebraska, I heard, was looking at him, but it was more like, hey, we're interested, hang out for a second. And clearly he didn't want to hang out. Um, and we've seen the, the Washington State Ward. You know, he was a FCS guy, and he was a stud at Washington State. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a stud, but when you have a running game, And you have a defense, which that did hurt us losing that depth um, in in rotation and everything. It it clearly hurt us. And some of that in the back of the defense and some of those big plays, uh, some of them were just mental errors. Um, and, And that doesn't happen as much when you have guys that have been right, you want to plug them in. So that did hurt us last year. But, I mean, we got this Arkansas kid who's coming in. And um, and then yeah, the the FCS guy, which he was he was about anywhere from seventh to tenth until recently. Now he's like top fifteen because you mentioned Arch, Archie and a couple other guys have come loose. Some of it, like the Oregon State DGAU, decided to go because the Oregon State guy who, who recruited him there from Clemson and it was a better fit for him. He went to Michigan State. So. um there's a lot I mean the UCLA five star kid is on the market. And remember, they used to say when we were younger that the NFL, that this free agency is gonna kill the NFL. Because remember they're all mad at Dion. Oh, Dion goes here. Then he goes there. Well, guess what they did? They won championships back to back years with them. So um it, it takes a little while, but you gotta remember the blue the blue bloods aren't as deep as they normally are. If you look at the amount of no loss, one loss, and two losses this year and how close some of this matchups are, it's better overall, especially with the 12. You know, we can be 10 and two and be the 11th or 10th ranked team, especially when we're in the Big Ten, the SEC. If, If you play those schedules, those are harder. So if you knock off one of the guys like like Penn State that year, we did a top 10 team that you could get in the playoffs. So. The free agency sucks, but remember, remember, this goes to PJ as well. So it's fine for us to take an offensive lineman that is depth for Michigan, who's going to come back next year too. Uh, we, 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 or no, Notre Dame. We got one from Michigan. We, we have two different times we've taken defensive tackles from Clemson. So that's fine when we take from the big boys, but it's not okay when some of our guys go someplace. Or like that cornerback FCS. We've been doing really good with linebackers and cornerbacks from the FCS level. Coming up, fit, boom, we'll go. So it's a different time. We got a really good recruiter, but everybody just calmed down. But I'll say this. If you're going to bitch complain, moan, and all that, there, it's called Dinky Town Athletes. Okay? You can buy a pizza, for Christ's sake. 7th Avenue Pizza. Duck, duck, beer. There's a vodka, uh, gray duck. Like, literally, you can make a one time, you could even put $25 or $50 a year, one time to Diggy Town Athletics, or athletes. Or you can be a membership for $25 a month, just a membership. That's it. So, in this stuff, I mean, that list that I just, and I didn't even list at all, those guys are staying because of that. Okay? That's why we're we're not losing the guy. We didn't have this set up last year, and we might have been able to keep some of those guys. So, it, put your money where your mouth is. If you're on Twitter, like I said, you know I, I don't. Everyone has different budgets and all that. I'm not saying do a thousand a month. Now, if you got big money, yeah, you should be doing a thousand a month. If you're gonna complain, but remember, Dinky Town athletes, I got a membership. I, I just I, I did it a little while ago. I completely forgot to say that and, and push that. I think we all got to push it like I said, if you want to give 10 bucks, five bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you want to sign up for a monthly, just do it because the shit does help. And you could say I wanted just to go to the football team, I wanted to go to all sports, I wanted to go football, basketball. you can choose where you want to donate. But it's been a great week. And it, as weird as it sounds, Aaron, Bowling Green revenge
1: game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, ironic, man. That's where this whole like dropping a game started, man. Uh, this what Bowling Green was a long time ago too, man. but it stings. It still stings. Um, yeah, it was like twenty eighteen, Chris twenty nineteen. I don't know. It was a no, long no, time it, was, it was two, I two, remember two years ago. ago.
0: It was two years ago.
1: What was it the was one? Twenty twenty one.
0: Twenty
1: twenty one. What was there was. Okay, there's just been a few that I've been confusing for the others. Nonetheless, um, yeah, I mean there's a lot. Definitely uh, Town athletes do it, man. I mean, if you want good college football, this is the the price to play now. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, it is – I won't say unfortunately because the reason why it is this way, like I said earlier, is for a good thing. And so I won't say unfortunately, I'll just say – this is what needs to be done. You have right. to, the community has to pitch in on this one. Um, whether you're a, you know, a big whale booster or, you know, you just got 10 bucks to give away or you buy a pizza or whatever it is that you got to do. These things matter. Now, this isn't a small college town. You know, this is a big city that should be a plus. And, uh, and so let's, you know, let's make it one. And if we can get guys, you know, what they need to stay and what they need to come here. I mean, that just helps the program in, in general. And, and, and don't
0: forget in. to blame the NCAA because they're the ones who could have done something and made it more organized and the salary cap. They could have got way out in front of this, and they refused to. Same with the, the ADs. Same with the commissioners. They could have gotten it, it didn't have to be the Wild Wild West, but if you nope. don't do shit about it, it this is America. And Corp, we know ca- our style of capitalism. We can disagree with it all we want, but it, it exists.
1: Yep, and it's free market now, and that's what it. it you know, it's going to be like like you said, the wide, wide, wild west. That's exactly what it is, and it'll get regulated through time, yeah. I think. But yeah, you know, right now it's it's not, gonna, <laughs> it's, it's all over it's, the place. there's a lot going on right now, so um, we am going to help that out, and like I said, the Big Ten's changing. Next season, I, I think I watched the, the final Big 12, they said, championship game, uh, which is kind of interesting to hear. But now uh, I think Chris Alferi... The Pac-12, 12, you're saying? Yeah, Pac-12, that's it.
0: Yeah,
1: great um, game. Yeah, great game. Um, probably, you know, there's probably going to be some more news coming down the line with a, a later iteration of the Pac-12, possibly. But, yeah, I mean... There's, we're, the big boys are at Los Angeles is a market now in the Big 10. I mean, there's a lot of big markets. You want to help that out. Um, you know, we're not just, you know, we're in a big conference now and we're in a big city and it's time to prove that. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. And I, I think the golfers will be competitive going forward and the bowling green, you know, we win bowl games. So yeah, like you said, revenge, true. you know, get revenge on these guys in Detroit and, uh, thank God for good grades that brought us there. And, Hey, you know, it's a clean I mean, program. That did, count.
0: that did count for something.
1: Yep, you know, counts for bowl practices, my friend.
0: Hell yeah, man! A Cole Kramer. Um, oh, actually, that guy that we did get through the FCS. A couple of uh, big hitters, including where he's from, Georgia, did do what we do with Cole Kramer—a preferred walk-on to see if he could develop, and he chose to go to the FCS in New Hampshire. And uh, so these last two years, he's been you know, lighten it up. So a lot of people want to talk about FCS to the pros. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at can he just be a productive player that won't get you hurt, that has some touch on the ball, that has more accuracy, that gets the ball to Daniel Jackson. That, that's really all I'm worried about. And that's all we need. We establish a run. Uh, hopefully we get back to our defensive ways, which some of that had to do with what Aaron's pointed out really well is, you know, we've ran a scheme for a while. They're figuring it out. But some of that had to do with we're playing a lot of young guys. And I don't want to sound like I'm just repeating P.J. Fleck. But, yeah, if you have four or five freshmen on the field, dude, and especially here, that shit ain't going to go all that well. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely be back. What do we got? We got Sunday. It's a 3.30 game. Locally, yeah, so we're still good for Monday. So we'll be back next Monday. Hopefully we're talking about a Vikings victory. See you next Monday. Peace.